Hello and welcome to Handel's Banking Insights. I'm Sonia Rothwell. On this week's economic update, it's a busy week in the economics world with some important figures due out, including the latest on inflation. Plus, linked to that, we'll get data on the labour market and find out if it's finally loosening. And in Europe, it's also a busy week for the ECB, as the bank tries to tackle multiple problems, including what to do about spreads between German and Italian bond yields. All that and a little bit more. Joining me is Daniel Marnie, Handel's Bank and Economist. So, Daniel, lots to talk about today. Let's start with the inflation figures. What are you expecting to see? Yes, yeah, so on Wednesday, we'll be getting June's inflation figure. Originally, we were expecting inflation to bob around 9% until October, uh, when we would expect it to go up to around 11%. And that's, of course, because Ofgem's energy price cap for residential consumers is going to be lifted then. But I think we're actually expecting a bit of a spike in June now, um, particularly because motor fuel and food inflation is higher than was originally expected expected. So I would expect the headline rate to go up from about 9.1% now. It's probably 9.4 or 9.5%. As I say, that's quite a bit higher than we were originally expecting. Uh, we have seen some positive signs for 2023. Uh, for example, uh, shipping costs are down over the past few months. We're also seeing some commodity prices go down. Uh, but that will only feed in to inflation over over a few months. So I think in the immediate term, we're actually expecting higher inflation than was originally anticipated. So lots of places are experiencing inflation as a global problem, but one of the biggest markets which is experiencing the, the same sort of battle that we are having here in the UK is the US. Could tell us a bit about, about how the Fed is looking to manage inflation there. Yeah, that's exactly right. And if you look at the inflation figures posted in the US last week, they were June's figures, uh, they were up quite considerably. Uh, and you're seeing this in other developed markets like Sweden as well. Uh, the way the Fed is responding to the inflation challenge is much more aggressively than the Bank of England is. Uh, and in terms of what the Fed might do next, we are expecting at least a 75 basis point increase uh, in interest rates. Uh, markets were even thinking about 100 basis points last week. Uh, that's looking a bit less likely now. But as I say, 75 basis points, quite an aggressive hike. Um, and that does lead to questions about what the Bank of England might do uh, in August when they next meet at the Monetary Policy Committee, that is. Initially thinking another 25 basis point increase by the Bank of England. That's what they've been uh, increasing rates by. Uh, but we could actually see a 50 basis point increase by the Bank of England if inflation uh, overshoots in the way that we're now expecting. And of course, there could be effects of the Fed's uh, decisions over here in the UK, because if they raise interest rates, then that means that the dollar is a much more attractive proposition as an investment. And that has implications for exchange rates more generally, doesn't it? That's right. Interest rate differentials are one of the biggest determinants in terms of what happens to the exchange rate. Um, now, of course, markets are already baking in projections on interest rates. Uh, but if America and the Federal Reserve continue to um, embark on very aggressive interest rate increases and the Bank of England doesn't follow suit, or at least doesn't follow suit along with what market expectations are now expecting, uh, that will have an impact on sterling. That's absolutely right. 
And the same, of course, is true of the euro against the dollar. Um, uh, the ECB actually hasn't increased rates at all yet. Um, and increase interest rates along the pathway of what markets are expecting, uh, the euro will also depreciate uh, quite considerably against the dollar. You've already seen uh, that the euro and dollar was actually at parity at one point last week. Um, it's, it's no longer at parity again, but you could easily see it getting to that point again uh, if interest rates in the euro area don't increase along with market expectations. Right. I feel like it's just a parade of, of downbeat stories sometimes, <laughs> but, you know, sometimes that's, that's how the world is. Um, linked to all of that, later this week, we'll get data on the labour market and find out if it's loosening. Because at, pre at present, it's quite competitive if you are looking for a job, isn't it? The labour market is actually very tight at the moment. So uh, it's suffering uh, from labour shortages, effectively. Um, but in the last two months, uh, when data's come out, there have been some encouraging signs. So in particular, uh, there's been a bit of a move to people coming back into the workforce. So in inactivity levels increased quite dramatically during the pandemic. We saw quite a big increase, um, 50 to 64 demographic in, in particular. But what you can see in the last two months, as I say, is that there are, there are signs that some of those people are coming back into the labour force. Um, not so much of the uh, older demographic, but actually in terms of the younger demographic, those who decided to, say, uh, do some studying during the pandemic, there are signs that those people are coming back. So it will be interesting to see if um, the labour market tightness um, is becoming less tight. We'll also get some earnings data. What we'll be keenly looking out for to see if there's signs of that dreaded wage price spiral emerging. Uh, the figure there to look at is just look at average earnings. Probably not. Probably best not to look at average earnings with bonuses. Uh, so as I say, the one to look at keenly is just the average earnings figure to see whether there's any response to, to inflation. You were talking earlier in the podcast about the ECB and about some of the problems that it is facing later this week, because it's got to make a decision on how it's going to manage widening spreads between German and Italian bond yields, which sounds quite complicated. It's it's picked up a, a jargony name, hasn't it? Is it defragmentation? They're looking for a defragmentation tool. Could you just tell us briefly, just recap what the problem is and what the ECB is planning to do? Yeah, so the, the problem in summary is that the ECB have two contradictory aims now. Uh, controlling inflation, um, as we said before, uh, the Eurozone has an inflation problem just as many other developed markets do. But at the same time, they need to suppress the bond of peripheral Euro economies. So as you say, they need to make sure that the spread between Italian and German government bond yields doesn't get too wide. In terms of the marker of what's deemed a problem, uh, if that spread is over 200 basis deemed to be a concern. And that's that's been breached a number of times over the past month. So what the, the announced at its last meeting was that they were going to implement a defragmentation tool, which would effectively, um, in terms of the quantitative easing programme that um, ECB is looking now to reverse, uh, they'll probably actually continue some kind of quantitative easing programme uh, for Italian and peripheral uh, euro bonds that pursue a quantitative tightening policy uh, for German bonds. Uh, so what what markets are effectively looking for at this upcoming meeting is some actual uh, 
you know, some flesh on the bones about what that's going to look like. Interesting times. And there's something else this week that's happening that could also affect the ECB's plans. And that's to do with the Nord Stream 1 pipeline, which is currently undergoing some maintenance. So what, what are we looking for as far as that's concerned? That's right. So has been shut down for maintenance uh, for about 10 days and that maintenance is planned to end on Thursday which by an unfortunate coincidence is the same day uh, that the ECB are meeting and going to make a decision on interest rates and the anti-fragmentation tool. Uh, Now in normal times uh, the maintenance would end and the gas would start flowing again. There's no certainty that that's going to happen again. There are concerns from policymakers that Uh, Russia will use this as an opportunity to uh, block the flow of gas to Russia. Now, they may not block it completely, but they may slow uh, compared to what what, uh, otherwise would have been the case. Um, And obviously, this is a major concern for uh, certain countries in Europe that are very reliant on gas coming through that pipeline, particularly Germany and Italy. So markets are going to be waiting for both details on the anti-fragmentation tool and also what's going to happen with Nord Stream 1 gas on Thursday, um, and you know, if if there are some unwelcome surprises on both of those uh, on Thursday, we could see a bit of a um, some quite turbulent times in financial markets on Thursday. Right. Well, lots of reasons to either read lots of news coverage this week or to avoid it. Thanks for all of that, Dan. I'm looking forward to catching up next week to see how all this played out and what impact it will have on the bank's predictions. Thanks for listening to Handel's Bank and Insights. If you've liked what you've heard, don't forget to rate us on the app where you're listening because it helps other people find us. You might also want to share this episode on social media. See you next time.